Hello listeners and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Big Vision Gaming Weekly Podcast. Now I know you guys are probably out there listening in on your favorite podcast providers like iTunes, Google Play, or maybe you stop by BigVisionGaming.com to listen in. Uh, so while you guys are there, you should probably hit that like and subscribe button like I know you probably already have, so then you don't hit it again because you will unsubscribe. Don't do that. Just stay subscribed. Subscribe. Subscribe. Like, subscribe. Rate us. Tell us how we're doing. Let us know how the show is. Do you like the show? Do you not like the show? You like if the you show. don't like the show, then why are you even listening? Well, some people do that, man. Yeah, some, people some people do that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, who are we? Uh, you guys, if you've been listening, you know who we are. And I'm not going to keep this up every intro. <laughs> But uh, we are a group of uh, two to five friends who decided we should record a podcast and discuss things like games, movies, and anything that comes up between. And I'm your host, Tom. And with me today again is Batman. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Batman. How are you? I'm doing good, Tom. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Now, this is going to be bot of episode duh. <laughs> Season duh. Season duh. <laughs> of Star Wars Rebels duh. <laughs> yeah, Rebels. Yes, yes. So we are we we are doing we're cleaning up part two of our Star Wars Rebels season two episode recap. Now this this episode has been uh if you listen to the last one, this one is uh we're we're following the same path. We're recapping each episode as we go. And kind of giving our thoughts and maybe getting a little long, long-winded with it. But that's okay. Uh, that's how this episode turned into two. Yep. And really, it's the last episode that is going to be, I think, the biggest of them all. But, uh, yeah, a lot happens, man, in the season. This is jam-packed season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll clean up season three a little nicer. Yeah, yeah, skip some of the filler. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, I'm, hopefully I'm of I won't bring us off of topic shit. as much. <laughs> I'm of the mind none of it's really filler, so it's it's all good. But uh, yeah, no, man, we're not off topic. We're on topic. It's on. It's all Star Wars. It's all about the what we're talking about here. We're not going. We haven't been off topic in any of these. Okay, maybe the first one with the voice actors. We kind of got off topic, but <laughs> and maybe in the second one, me talking about ships and the cannon and. No, that that's on topic. That's that's canon. That's, that that was part of the episode, so that was yeah, fun. yeah. So let's let's jump right into it without any pause here. We ended up last episode finishing on the episode ten recap of the Inquisitors, where they go on a baby hunt. This episode is, um, uh, I forget what the title is, but uh, Ezra. It starts with Ezra having a vision. That would lead him back to uh, Lothal. And actually, uh, from the previous episode, the little little tidbit of information that Ezra let slip about the location of his rebel base. Because he's an idiot. <sighs> uh, it come, comes into play. So, <laughs> yeah. So Ezra is going to head back to Lothal with uh, Kanan. And uh, because of four stuff, you know. Kanan and Ezra, always he, he help helping them out, helping the boy out, um, and they find out that uh, 
as they go to leave, that the Empire's acting upon the information <laughs> yeah. that, that was given to them and are striking uh, the the ports all around the, that system. So they narrowly escape certain doom. Certain doom. All the doom. Yeah, oh, yes. All the doom. <laughs> so Ezra and, Ezra and Kanan slip out in the chaos um, to go to Lothal to find out uh, uh, more about Ezra's parents. And uh, yeah, so this episode, while there's a lot going on, again, it is still semi not super impactful. Uh, one of one of the biggest impacts about it is actually when you find out the fate of the uh, Bridgers um, from present prisoner inmates who escaped. Ezra finds the old governor of Lafal, who was a sympathizer of the Bridgers, uh, which got him put in jail. Yes, uh, character's name who makes several more appearances is writer Azadi, and voiced by the. Very awesome, Clancy Brown. Yeah, you know <clears throat> it, it, the voice fits the character for sure. It really I does. It. I love it when the animators get that right. <laughs> it kind of looks like him a little bit too. A little bit, yeah, 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 for sure. Like an older version with a beard. Yeah, like the uh, um, Shawshank version of him. Yes, yes. Man, yeah, dang. But uh, so in this episode, you find out the fate of Ezra's parents, like I said, and really their fate is that uh, they have passed. And uh, how this impacts Ezra is almost twofold. Um, he is saddened and it brings the connection between him and Kanan closer because Kanan mentions that he wouldn't want Ezra to be alone in a scenario like that. So their connection is a little probably too strong. If you've paid attention to any of the Jedi Padawan connection stuff that goes on there, it means someone's going to be a little too angry and cooked to fear uh, when, when shit goes down. <laughs> and uh, Ezra uh, made some very bad decisions during their escape and uh, tried to face both Inquisitors head on before uh, Kanan stopped them. Oh yes, yes, because the Inquisitors were there at the at the beginning. He was going, he was charging head headlong into that. But yeah, just before that, head up he, with him. <laughs> just before that, he was very impressive with his lightsabering flipping skills. Yes, he was. It kind of, kind of got a little Yoda going on there for a second. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, but uh, the other impactful part is that it brings. Ezra to feel the, the the sense of his parents through the Force that much more intensely. Uh, the connection is really there, uh, and he actually has a, another kind of like sight of them during during this episode. So that is the development of Ezra's is shown shown more and more in this episode, I think, than any of the other previous ones as far as the season goes. Um, and like I said in the previous episode uh, <laughs> that we recorded, that uh, it, it's harder to find. You know, there's more episodes, and it's harder to find where Ezra is actually taking. Uh, you, you see, you see the impact, the growth of the character as it goes forward, because 
let's be honest the crew of the 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 uh, ghost is the main characters yes oh yeah uh since you know this is part two and i hope that you guys listen to the first part the, the, the you know but if you didn't if you listen to the latest episode boo on you um yeah <laughs> star wars rebels is is a series <laughs> quick recap Star Wars Rebels is a series that falls in between the Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope and uh, fills in there um, some of the rebel building storyline and uh, the ghost crew. The ghost is the Millennium Falcon of the series. Ghost crew is Kanan, Senior uh, Jedi, Ezra, Padawan Jedi, uh, Hera, Pilot, Captain of the Ship, Leader of Phoenix Squad, which is the uh, Rebellion uh, Phoenix Squad. Um, Sabine, uh, Lone Mandalore slash Bounty Hunter, uh, Gone Rebel. Slash graffiti artist. Graffiti artist. <laughs> Cute girl. <laughs> nice hair. <laughs> yeah. Always changing her hair. Yep. yep. <laughs> <clears throat> which we spoke lengthily about a... Uh previous episode which yeah. we may or may not have just recorded and then jumped into this one <laughs> and then uh there's zeb and that and chopper zeb zeb is a losat who is the last of his kind it's like a purple monkey yeah purple monkey basically the strong man the wookie of the group uh and and uh, Chopper is the Astro Joy, the R2-D2 of the group, but he's also a little more comic relief. He's R2-D2, C-3PO, all packaged into one. Which uh, <clears throat> he does, Chopper does kind of find his uh, C-3PO later on in this season. <laughs> that he does. That he does. But uh, So yeah, there's, there's the recap on what Star Wars Rebels is. Um, now let's get back on the episodes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so All right. episode 12 episode 12 aha a princess a princess of Lothal or yes. one of the two. Oh and, no, no, no. Uh, if you're familiar with your Star Wars you know the only princess you ever meet is Leia you know what is she the only princess ever I'm pretty sure hmm. well fuck uh, but yeah princess Leia and uh, uh, basically, this is the showcase of um, you know her her cameo is here, and it's also to showcase how Alderaan supplies ships to the rebellion, and how that strategy works to not get Alderaan in trouble. She uh, she makes contact with the rebels and has them steal the ships. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so, you know, um, her plan starts out a little rocky. <laughs> they clamp her ships down to the ground with gravity clamps. And it's like, uh, it's like a, uh, it's like a boot. Yeah. It's like a boot for a spaceship. Yep. Um, and they have to improvise and find, uh, new ways to, to get off, off, off the planet and whatnot oh um, also fun fact leading back to uh rogue one which i go off in wild tangents about this through all of the of these episodes so far this is the style of ship that uh 
and Rogue One pushes the Star the Destroyer. Hammerhead. Yes, into the other Star Destroyer, which crashes into the uh, planetary shield generator. Again, one of the coolest things. Yeah, that was freaking Star awesome. Wars. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> so glad it's on Netflix. But I own it, so it doesn't matter. I can watch it anytime I want. Get that bitch on Blu-ray. <laughs> I do have that bitch on Blu-ray. Hell yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the crew the crew improvises to, to steal the... Uh, um, as always, they do in every episode. They always improvise. Never, never has there ever been a plan that ever goes together. There no. is no Hannibal. There's no Hannibal in this series that comes up with a plan that comes together. Ever. The plan never goes the way it's supposed to. <laughs> and then if it does, you know something's amiss. Yeah. Um. But uh, so the the they come up with a new plan. They end up having to kidnap the princess to make things look good. Which uh, Ezra and Kanan were in disguise as a stormtrooper and a cadet. Yes, as they do actually kind of often. Yeah. You would think that they would start marking the uniforms a certain way so that the outdated ones that people steal wouldn't wouldn't get them in trouble. You know how how long it takes to change over uniforms in the military? No, actually I don't, especially one the size of the galaxy. Yeah, it it takes a, a really really long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, sure. I mean, it seems like it didn't take that long of a time for you know the first order has their uniform suits and uh, the Clone Wars they changed uh, suits. Okay, maybe they only changed they, they each squadron had their own coloring scheme, but um, yes, they ended up getting new visors and new armors uh, like midway through. Yeah, but um, the yeah, but that the, well in the movies it's a couple years between. Yeah. Attack of the Clones, which is a yeah. terrible name, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Well, so like, I mean, yeah. In, inside that animated series, they actually ha- they show the changeover. Okay. That's that's what I meant. Gotcha. In the many years, but there's like there's like a point where all new soldiers have the new armor, but old soldiers still have the old armor. Gotcha. So. You know how young the rooks are. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep. <clears throat> so, and then you know that the that whole kidnapping the princess thing also seems to be how they have to you know to go about stealing the ships, that, <laughs> uh, you know, to, to make things look good and keep Alderaan out of out of this pesky rebellion business. Yep. And Leia's kind of a uh, a bitch to uh, the base commander. Yes. Yes, she lays it on thick for him. She takes his shuttle twice. <laughs> yeah, did you lose your shuttle too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you took it and got it blown up by the rebellions. Yeah. Uh, oh well. Then uh, Ezra on, gets on. Ezra gets the stunner at the end of the episode to make it look good. Yep. That he does. It, it does look good, but. Uh... The next episode is pretty cool because it is the 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 staple Mandalorian episode. Good episode of this season. It is actually a really good episode. Um, so essentially, uh, there is a uh, the the rebellions out out of options. They don't know where to go. 
how to get through some of the space without being detected by the Empire. Uh, so Sabine suggests uh, a Mandalorian route through through the Mandalorian system. I can't remember the name. Concord Dawn. Concord Dawn. There you go. This uh, this uh, system had a lot in the ex- uh, old expanded universe. This is originally where Boba Fett was from. Oh. All right. Cool. Yeah. When Boba Fett was that like after his training? Uh, he was a uh, he was actually uh, one of the protectors. Okay. And okay. before uh, he became a clone, or they just <laughs> in the expanded universe before the prequels, he was a protector from Concord Dawn, which was kind of a uh, Mandalorian thing. And then mm-hmm. they decided to get Scrap rid of all that, that and then yeah. clone a Jango Fed and blah blah. But, blah blah blah. Jango Fett, copy clone kid, but yes, not. He's an unaltered. All, all genetics at a regular rate. Yeah, all all genetics unaltered, basically. Yes, no chip, nothing like that. He's a, yeah, one little boy. <laughs> yep. And instead of having sex with a lady, he just has a clone of himself. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah, <laughs> takes all the fun out of it. Well, you know, I mean, and just, yeah, yeah. Anyway, as always, I digress. <laughs> that was a good tangent, though. Uh, but uh, so this, this is a, you know, good suggestion from her. So the, the rebellion send us a, a small crew through first, but bad news that these Mandal- these Mandalorians act in the name of the Empire. Uh, it's good to note that a lot of the, the Mandalorian homeworld is also under Imperial rule, so it makes sense that they would be. Friendly to the Imperials, not. They're it's also not really paid. by choice. Yeah, they do they're get paid a lot of money though. Yeah, they're getting paid quite substantially to to cover this area of space, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that that small recon crew gets shot down pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, by uh, Hera gets hurt. Yeah, Hera gets fucked up. Uh, by the uh, protector in their ships, uh, led by protector Fen Rao, who uh, gave cover fire to a a, a a battle in the Clone Wars, which Kanan was a part of, and if I remember correctly, saved his life. Mm-hmm. Which uh, they bring up later on in the episode, because... Uh, Sabine decides that she wants uh, revenge, <laughs> but Kanan's like, no, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to talk to him, but Sabine, being Sabine, and what pretty much everybody in the series does, she hides on the ship. Yep, just hide on the ship. Kanan's distracted. Yep. She wants revenge. Kanan wants to talk it out. Nah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> she blows up a lot of ships. <laughs> a lot of ships. Uh, yeah, so uh, they infiltrate the base uh, and end up having to essentially end up having to kidnap this guy. But uh, yeah. doesn't Sabine like break one of the traditional rules anyway? She calls she calls a traditional um, a, a trial by rule. combat type thing. Yeah. What yeah, happens a, is. Kanan, law. <laughs> Kanan gets onto the base and he sneaks into where uh, Ven Rao's having himself something to eat, like soup that he's drinking from a bowl. 
while Sabine is doing the backup plan and putting explosives on the ship, but she gets caught, and uh, she's like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm, uh, Sabine Wren from uh, House Fizzla, and they're like, oh, you're Death Watch, you're a fucking traitor. And she's like, and she's like, nah. So uh, I'm gonna invoke this code of whatever, and uh, she challenges. Traitor or not, I invoke code, right? (laughs) Yeah, and kind of fucking hate the Death Watch, but that's off topic. Yeah, but uh, so she invokes the code, right? But then she during during just before the battle really gets underway, she you know she quick shoots the dude's gun out of his hand, so she basically already had the guy won. Yeah, and then she blows up the ships. (laughs) She blows up the ships. Um, technically, that that fight is supposed to be to the death, and um, so she kind of she kind of broke protocol there <laughs> a little bit. But that's typical for her; she doesn't like rules. Yeah. So. But when you want to invoke rules, you can't go and just turn around and say, you know, flip them off too. Yeah, but uh, she didn't get Fen Rao's ship, and no, uh, he didn't. tries she... to run and escape, which leads into a really awesome thing of Kanan jumping on top of it and uh, shoving his lightsaber through the canopy and into the control panel. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, and then he then he punches uh, Fenra out, <laughs> and he jumps aboard the uh, Phantom, and they take him, quote-unquote, prisoner. Yes, they kidnap him, basically. Yeah. And, you know, it turns around that uh, he isn't actually... Kanan lets them have outside communications and they don't they don't hold them to um to the grill, you know, they, they he doesn't he doesn't tell them to come after him or or because he knows that if if word gets out that he is captured, the imperials will send will overflow uh, his part of space there. Yeah, they'll uh, take over Concord Dawn and they can't have that. No. So it's like let the rebels through. Yes. Just, just, it's fine. We're still going to let the Imperials through, but we're also going to let the Rebels through. <laughs> yes. So. That won't kick him in the ass later. No, no, never. No, it's, never. It's, it's going to be fine. <laughs> everything is fine. Nothing everything is here. Everything is always fine. Yes. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, the next one uh, is... Uh, is a fun is a fun episode. It's one of my more favorite. Like I, I am a fan of uh, um, mythic episodes of the series. The yeah, this one, this one was on. a pretty good episode. Yeah. So this this is uh, Zeb finds out he's not the last of his people. There's and two I other have Lossats. another fun appearance by uh, Hondo in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Quick turnaround on Hondo. He's out to make a buck. Yep. Um, he tells everyone where the Lasada are, and then promptly turns around and sells out. Yes, yes. So he he sells the information to the to the rebels where the Lasats are. He sells uh, once once the Lasats are picked up, he sells the information of where the rebels are to the Empire, and then so on and so forth. <laughs> yep. He's like, "There's a reward for their bounty, right?" <laughs> There's a reward for this sort of thing. Yes. So this is um, Zeb has a hard time understanding the mythics, um, but there's a prophesied new homeland for 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 the last of his people, and um, he struggles with becoming, you know, uh, his warrior aspects. He doesn't see the whole world. Um, he ends up taking on the role of the child. <laughs> 
And uh, you also find out a little bit of a, of his backstory about him being captain of the uh, Lasat's royal family's honor guard. Yes, whose not only responsibilities to the royal family, but to all Lasats. Yes. So. Um, and he acts like a kid because he thinks he failed his people and he doesn't want to help. Yes. Well, you know, and the fact that he doesn't see what everyone else sees, it's like, it's like Han Solo not seeing the the force but then later on in the series you know he's like may the force be with you he understands it's a, a, an it's actual true, thing all of it so yeah <laughs> yes so uh you know the um this this is uh so it ends up coming into like this weird thing of like uh some interesting star trek i'm pretty sure this happened in star trek as well something similar like a mythic came on and they jumped through a wormhole to a safe location but I can't be sure. Uh, yeah, it's kind of reminiscent of uh, Star Trek V. <laughs> so. Which is the worst Star Trek. <laughs> no, they're all good. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> no, no, they're not. Um, but, but yeah. Um, it, it come, come to find out that uh, they're not the last of the Lasats. Uh, yeah. Lasats. Yeah, they uh, because... go through a, uh, what what do they call it, an exploded star cluster? Yes. And yes. the mythical planet of Lyrason, uh is there, and that's where uh, his people are prophesized to go to. And as it turns out, it's actually their original homeworld, and there's a, there's billions of Lasat already there. Yeah, yeah. Who knew? The home, the, the, the prophesied place they or to go to is actually the place they come from. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at the end of the episode, uh, Zeb vows that if he ever meets any more of his people, he will tell them how to get there. Yes, show them. Yes, he'll take them there and because he all... has he has the ancient bow staff that is necessary to do that trip. His bow rifle. Bow rifle. And uh, he's actually uh, quite proud at the end of that, which is a nice change for him. Yeah. He does have a, quite a few episodes where he ends up ending up prouder than when he started, but uh, he he has a hard time being uh, non you know, like he he used to understand the world, but now he doesn't. So yeah. Uh, the next one is space whales. Yes, space whales. <laughs> Which is uh, I'm glad you marked that down in the thing because I was like space whales. <laughs> and basically, the the premise of the episode is protect the space whales. Yes. <laughs> It's like Star Trek Six. Yes. No, not Six. It's uh, they show four. them in in, um, in Next Generation, like actual space whales. Do they? Yeah. I forget what episode it is, but they they encounter a sentient creature in space, and it's basically a space whale. That was more of a giant space amoeba. <laughs> But it's I like, swore, it's like protect, but this one's protect the whales, like in uh, Star Trek Four. <laughs> Making all sorts of Star Trek comparisons now. Oh, I'm there's going to be a big earlier. one coming up. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, this episode is uh, protect the space whales. Uh, uh, part of the crew, mainly Hera, hates space whales. Yes. Uh, because they, they, they are creatures of space and uh without there are no roads 
and they uh, are a menace that wander uh, into hyperspace lanes and destroy ships yeah so they're like cows that get in the way of stuff and you know what uh if we didn't have roads and, and fences and whatnot i'm sure cows would be on all our roads and for uh technical terms the uh, name of space wheels is actually pergil yeah but space whale yes space tentacle whale <laughs> well i mean if you're gonna put a whale in space it better have tentacles yeah yeah it needs to <laughs> so the crew is trying to steal some fuel which is a, a common occurrence in this season um because they seem to they seem to have a hard time uh so they come across this imperial refinery after following said space whales i have a serious <laughs> issue with this episode and uh, uh ezra ends up making a connection with space whales and is able to com- communicate with them I'm I'm gonna go really off topic for a second, but I have a serious serious issue with this episode. <laughs> okay. There's no resistance in space, right? Right. So why do they keep needing to have fuel so they can keep firing the the fucking engines when all they need is one big burst and they'll just go? Well, every, so every movie you... does this and it bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> So Look imagine... at you, Last Jedi. <laughs> Their propulsion system, if, if everyone's propelling themselves at a constant rate, yeah, you keep going continually faster in space, right? Because there's no resistance, like you say. But if everyone's propelling themselves, then you're both constantly using gas. You just want to get quick places quicker, right? No, but there's like even if they're going the exact same speed, the engines are constantly firing when you don't really need to do that. I I don't I don't know I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm just being. If you really, look, if really you look, if you look at right the Last now. Jedi, when when the ship ran out of gas, it started tilting downward, like there was gravity in space too. Yeah. Um. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I assume that you know that the gravity pull of other planets could play into. And then, into and, and the, then they uh, run out of fuel, and the ship just stops. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't do that. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm done. It's, I'm it's a space movie, man. You gotta have gas and whatnot. I'm, I'm done. Ships, I'm done. These ships. <laughs> space whales. Uh, yeah. So fuel. In they the space. eat fuel. Necessary. <laughs> space whales eat fuel. Oh yes, they have, they have fuel stations of their own, which remarkably are at the refineries where people also fuel up. Which are remarkably on an asteroid that has an atmosphere where you can breathe and right. there's gravity. And and it's full of it's full of gas too. And, and yes. it doesn't explode when they explode base. Yeah. That said. When they made a big deal about, hey, let's put some charges in here and blow everything up. It's, it's, as soon as I saw the missiles getting fired, I was like, Oh, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> Who would shoot missiles after this whole like why didn't you just do that sooner then? Yeah. <laughs> But they needed the fuel first. Oh yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> apparently, oh well, I'm, I'm not gonna say it. I can say it. It's okay. It's okay. But yeah. Uh. So. Uh. Where was I going with this? Oh yeah. Uh. Space whales can jump into hyperspace. So that's kind of yeah. Neat. Yeah. Conclusion episode. Hyperspace 15. whales. <laughs> Ezra continues to impress with his uh, ability to make contact with uh, alien life forms. Yes. 
one day he'll come across an alien life form that he can bang. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and her name is Sabine. Yeah. Or at least he wants it to be. <laughs> He's going to be the Zach Brown again of, uh, <laughs> of, of the Star Wars universe. I love it. Would <laughs> you like some more champagne? <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Good times. Yes. Uh, so another call back to the Clone Wars. Uh, we we get to meet Hera's father. Was she in the Clone Wars? She was not in the Clone Wars. Or was Wars. he in the Clone Wars? He was clone, in the Clone gotcha. Wars. Um, they specifically mentioned parts with Mace Windu. Yes. Uh, and, and some of the stories he's heard. But yeah, there's there's a whole thing where Mace Windu's there. They end up liberating the planet from the... Uh... The Separatists? Yes. The Separatists. My brain isn't triggered for the Clone Wars right now. The planet Ryloth. Yeah. Uh, so the Republic is there. The Republic ended up staying, turned into the Empire, and now everyone's oppressed. Yes. So. And they are trying to get a uh, carrier because every time they the Phoenix uh, squad needs to run from the Empire, all the... Uh, the A-Wings are trying to dock on the sides of the ships, on the airlocks, mm-hmm. and they keep getting blown up. Yes. Well, that's in part to, like, that one was that one was specifically already shot, and so its hyper-engine was out. Um, so, it, it, couldn't, it couldn't make the jump to hyperspace. And they keep losing pilots. And yes. Ships. So they need a so, way to remedy that. Yeah. I, I don't understand it, but whatever. Sure, you need the you need the carrier. Yes. So they go to steal this one. Um. Harris' father, though, is an kind obsessive. Of a yeah, he's an obsessive asshole, bastard. Um, with one thing on his mind, and that is what is good for Ryloth, but not the entire system. Not not even really what's good for Ryloth in the end. Ryloth. Um, but well, what's good for the people right now? Well, he's French, so he problem. doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I would this like to true. point out that all the Twi'leks have French accents, except for Hera, which she does well, break at one point. Yes, she breaks into that when when the two are alone. Um, they have a little bit of an argument. Yep, that they do. But uh, so yeah, his his singular mindness of. Of what he thinks is right for Ryloth is uh, devastating. Um, he actually even betrays his own daughter and almost gets her and her entire crew killed as they go to ex- explode the carrier. Um, but you know, the crew of the Ghost can take it. They of hold. Course. They hold strong. And uh, basically, you know, they're not going to leave the ship. <laughs> but they do use those explosives to their advantage. They do, they do. Um, another, another, you know, great tactic of, hey, let's fill up a ship with bombs and send it out into space, and then shoot the ship and have the bombs it's, explode it's, and it's blow up. Very similar ship. to what they did with the droid earlier. That poor droid. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, they, she basically gets gets convinces her father to see her way for once, and. He's proud of her for that, but yes. still doesn't want anything to do with the rebellion. But uh, 
he gets to blow something up. And he does. So his people get to see his ship being exploded in the sky. And the rebels Not the ship get the he carrier, wanted to explode, though. But it's still <laughs> a ship. And then the rebels get the carrier, and everyone wins. Yep. Win-win. Yes. Uh, and then we get into the next episode, which is probably the most character-building episode. And it's totally ripped off of an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> well, it's it happened. A, a lot of series do this. I know every episode, every season of Gundam has one of these episodes. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, it's just it's a very common common occurrence for sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. So this this is the marooned with your enemy episode. <laughs> so this this is Zeb and Agent Callus find themselves marooned on an ice moon of Geonosis, who are uh, not only hunted by uh, hunted hunted. <laughs> Hunted by large monsters, uh, they also have to sur- find a way to survive the cold together. And, uh, and of course, they have to survive with teamwork. Or, and of course, one of them is injured and needs the other yes. one's help. Yes, and it, thankfully, it's the good guy who is not injured. Yes, <laughs> it's never usually the bad guy. He knows that. <laughs> no, and uh, they, uh, Callus and uh, Zeb have a conversation about why Callus has a bow rifle, and uh, mm-hmm. he said the uh, guardsman, or Callus said the guardsman he killed, gave it to him as a show of honor, which there is a word for that, which I don't remember. Right. Well, he 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 said he doesn't say of honor. He just says he gifted him the in his dying breath. You know, basically, and. And Zeb was like, oh, that's the specific ritual. Uh, he explains it to him, that it's a very honorable thing that, that he did, you know. Uh, it's a, when a, when a uh, honor guard is bested, you know, they, 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 will, they can hand, they'll hand over their weapon. Yes. So. Yeah. But um, so there's a bunch of character building between those two coming to terms with each other and the hate. They both end up in the end like, ah, you see why he kind of you see why Agent Callus hates Lasats because he goes over how the was it a bounty hunter? Lasat? It was a uh, Lasat working with Saul Guerrero. Ah, yes. Also a giant douche. Yeah. That's his deal, right? Yeah. Uh, so that that uh, basically, uh, there was a big explosion. Uh, Callus and his men were were injured, you know, left left there, and basically this um, Lasat combed through the and made sure to kill all the survivors except for Callus. And he's not sure why he was left. Yes, and uh, Callus sure. also explains that while he used to brag. About uh, the massacre of Lasan, the Lasan homeworld, supposed or second homeworld, really, um, that it wasn't supposed to be a massacre and it wasn't his idea. Right, right. Um, so that's that's them coming to terms with each other. But at the end of the episode, 
I found actually the most impactful thing all altogether. Um, you know, uh, Zeb is picked up by by the rebels and goes off as you know welcomed home, um, basically. And Agent Callus, you, you get a glimpse of the Imperial lifestyle, and and, and you find out no, one, he's not missed. There is no welcome party. There's no how are you doing. Uh, it doesn't even seem like he got uh, <laughs> it doesn't even seem super like great. Anybody missed him. Yeah, no, no immediate uh, health, you know, care looking thing. Like he wasn't, he didn't show him in the hospital or anything like that. But I'm assuming he went. Yeah. But um, back on duty, no. Hey, how are you doing? Good to have you back, kind of stuff. But yeah, uh, he uh, says hello to uh, one of the admirals, and the admiral just like Agent Callus and just walks off. And then Callus goes to sit alone in his room and looks at. Yeah. Uh, so you, you get to you get to see the changing mind. Um, like they they try to they they try to do this to intently change your mind how you think of the enemy, um, of Agent Callus, uh, how you feel about him. What I thought was good because you know it humanizes the character very well, uh, which you don't get in ver- in, a, in a lot of Imperial uh, things, unless it's going to be a turncoat later. So yes. that's just that's just how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so yeah, episode eighteen. Uh. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Ezra continues to impress me with his his abilities to connect with animals. So this is a whole another episode where he just kind of nonchalantly gets uh, gets help uh, from a uh, from an animal in, while in dire straits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, him him and uh, Ezra and Cannon uh, are in a fight starting out the episode with against the two Inquisitors as they're trying to scope out a place to find call home. Somehow the Inquisitors are tracking them. And always um, know where they are. Always, they always. It doesn't. Yeah, I assume there's an actual tracker, um, but they, maybe it's just the force. They never really explain it. Yeah. So, Kanan's of the of the mind. It's the force that's leading them to him. So, he he has fears of being around around the um, the rest of rebellion. Everyone, yeah. which really pisses off Hera in a later episode. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean. That she's in, it, she was in it to the death, anyways, right? Like yep. she wants, yeah. So she doesn't see why there's a, a why he should be so concerned. Yeah. Of course, you know that's the easy route to take, but you know, as as the protector in the relationship, he he could not, if anything ever happened to her because he was there. You know, he would rather not be there. So. So. The uh, this episode, they decide they need to figure out what the hell's going on, and uh, what they need to do about the Inquisitors. Yes. So uh, they decide they need to seek out Yoda. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is the full Jedi uh, episode, right? This is this is where again you see more of the improvement of Jedi characters. And once again, the uh, Jedi Temple on the Thal. Yes. So, uh, this is actually uh, one of the moments where Ahsoka makes it extremely clear she is no longer a Jedi. Um, and, you know, that actually 
conflicts and confuses Ezra just a tiny bit. You kind of see that in his eyes and the way he reacts because it contradicts with everything he understands about the Force at the moment. Yeah. He only he only understands good and bad. He hasn't grasped Force wielders as, as non-entity good or bad yet, you know? Yeah. So, you know, she's still good. She's just not going to follow the Jedi code and, and whatnot uh, to a T because of what it, what the council did to her way back when. What did the, the council do to her? Uh, if you go back and watch Clone Wars, um, you can, you'll see, you'll see where she's actually convicted of a murder. Oh. And, and the council kind of disowns her. Oh. And, uh, well, well, when it turns out that she's innocent, she doesn't remember that she basically was disowned. So when they accept her back into the ranks, she says, no, thanks. Yeah, good to know. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly why she is the way she is. Uh, (laughs) and that might be along the lines of why you would never hear of her in, in the Jedi movies, just purely out of the fact that she leads the order. So she's black sheeped, you know, and explains why she has those awesome white bladed lightsabers. Yes, yes. Essentially, she's like a, 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 a was it the gray Jedi? Yeah, but that's not been made canon. No, not yet. Give it time. <laughs> yeah. We'll see so, what yeah. happens. <clears throat> so they seek uh, they seek the general the Jedi temple on Lothal, like like you said, um, and she makes it clear that she's not a Jedi. So Ezra and Kanan will have to be the ones who lift the spire again. To gain access. And, uh, and it goes to a different door than the one before. <laughs> new problem, new door, man. That's exactly what they say. Yep. <laughs> Kanan's so corny, I love it. Um, but essentially, so this is this is Kanan's turn to go on a trip inside inside the temple. Um, essentially, you know, it, go, it goes along the lines of following him more throughout this episode than than anyone else in particular um and it actually does go into um something you had mentioned before with uh we had talked about in episode one when they entered the temple that it takes two to open it yes and uh, there's actually two two of the the inquisitors show up of course and they try they try very hard to open up the temple, but they, it definitely doesn't open up as easy as it does for the two no, Jedi. No, it's not. So it's more than, it's more than just using the force to get the temple to open to you. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, well, where was I going with that? Oh yeah. A Canaan's trip. <clears throat> he goes, he goes on his vision quest basically. <laughs> and uh, he meets a temple guardian. Yes. Who looks a lot like uh, Lord Saladin with the uh, white armor with a uh, gold trim. Yes, yes. He's got cool colors. He really does. <laughs> They've got a yellow lightsaber too, which is pretty badass. That yeah. That's that whole, that whole 
ensemble he's got going on. He's rocking. Yeah, but, and uh, uh, essentially, essentially, it, it's it's Kanan's fears come to fruition with uh, the Temple Guard realizing that Ezra has taken a few steps down and tips towards the dark side. And the Guardian basically tells him. You're not. You're gonna lose him. You're not going yep. to be able to control him, and they fight. Yep. He's like, get out of my way. I must put an end to him now. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, so Kanan's like, no, you're not. <laughs> so they fight, and the guardian actually has uh, two lightsabers that he can uh, stick together to make a staff lightsaber, yeah. like Darth he, Maul. He nunchucks them together into a staff, which yeah. is pretty fucking awesome. But he only uses the one blade, though, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah. Shame. Um, shame, shame. But yeah, so essentially this is this is Kanan's test, right? Um, and in the end of the test, Kanan has to come to the realization that he can't protect Ezra all the time. He can only even, train him and hope for the best. Yeah, even even protect him from himself. You know, he if 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 ever if Ezra goes towards the dark side, he'd have to do something sure to fight him, but. He he can only train Ezra. Yep. He can't make all his decisions for him. It's like in uh, the Matrix. He can only show him the door. Ezra's the one <laughs> that has to walk through it. Right, right. But uh, yeah, so um, also in the temple, you know, Ahsoka has her vision, um, where she comes to the realization that that Vader really is Anakin. Yeah, her old master so very heartbreaking it is and actually it really is a pretty heartbreaking scene she is torn up by it but she always knew yeah she just didn't want to admit it to herself yep and then uh ezra has a nice uh chat with yoda yes he does yes he does uh which i believe that was frank oz doing the voice i'm not sure mm, right you are probably uh why don't I go, I go to the uh, interwebs and uh, find that out for sure? No, nah, it's okay, man. I, I must. All right. Well, you know, so Ezra, Ezra sees Yoda in his vision. Uh, and essentially, they have their, their little chat. And what it comes down to is Yoda was... says there are, there's many ways for victory. And uh, actually, you can see the disappointment in in Yoda's eyes when, when uh, Ezra announces the path they've chosen is to fight. Yes. So. And uh, Yoda. That, that was uh, Frank God's voicing Yoda, which is awesome. <laughs> and yeah, I, mean, I just you have to, right? Made an <laughs> get, amazing. Get the correct voice actor. I just made an amazing discovery. The, uh, the uh, female uh, Inquisitor, seventh sister, who I may or may not have the the hots for, is voiced <laughs> by Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, who wouldn't have the hots for her, Sarah Michelle Geller? Right. <laughs> Even if it is just her voice. Yeah, I used to <clears throat> love Buffy. Buffy is pretty sweet. Yes. Um. So yeah, uh, Yoda tells them that the. Uh, he needs to go find Mand- uh, Malakor. Yes. Um, oh yeah, the the guardsman. Yeah, the temple guardian. At, uh, at the at the at the end of uh, uh, his vision, when when the uh, 
Inquisitors have forced their way into the temple. Uh, he removes... he. Oh, but before that, um, when Kanan realizes that he can't really do anything to stop uh, Ezra if he decides to go to the dark side, he kneels down and shuts off his lightsaber as the uh, temple guard is about to strike, and then the temple guardian just lightly uh, puts the lightsaber above his shoulder and oh, yes. uh, officially makes him a Jedi Knight. Yes. Yes. That is extremely important. I don't know why I completely forgot about that moment. And then so it's, actually, it's actually a really heartwarming moment. You it know, really go, is. Oh, and then Jedi, Jedi the Knight. awesome discovery that, well, this is all a vision and it's not really him. Isn't it though? I don't know. I think I think it's more like his force ghosts. It's it's possible else. that uh the temple guardian was the grand inquisitor from season 1. Mm. And says that uh uh Kanan will now serve as a Jedi knight as he once did. Yes. So that brings us back to what I said in the previous episode when we were talking about um where where do these inquisitors come from? So, this proves that the Inquisitors also were Jedi Knights. Yes. That's why they are trained. Damn traitors. Um, Bastards. But, uh, yeah. I mean, so, a really interesting, to off off on a, on a tangent, uh, there's a really interesting clone trooper episode um, with... Uh, Oh man, I can't remember what his name is. Cody. Uh, no, no, no. Rex. Um, the the Jedi. I'm trying to think of the Jedi who who takes over. Uh, for Anakin's squad is is taken over by another Jedi at a time when Anakin is called back to the front lines. Oh. And uh, this is a respected uh, war vet uh, Jedi and Quinlan Vos. Yes. Yeah. He has no no um, qualms with spending life. They're just clones. Um, but you come you come to find it's a it's a very interesting episode on on the turn of some Jedi's being sympathetic or or being you know switching sides. Hmm. Yeah, and then that that yeah, so that's that's pretty interesting. So that's uh, you can definitely see where some Inquisitors might where they might have come from <clears throat> other than being ba- bobbies who were stolen yes still the babies <laughs> yes the babies the babies um so episode 19 and that's the chopper episode man yeah chopper makes a friend chopper makes a friend <laughs> steals a matching leg <laughs> ends up on an imperial freighter makes a new friend <laughs> such <laughs> such a funny episode I know, right? So the, uh, his new friend uh, is a new droid who's quite hilarious. AP5, who kind of sounds a little bit like, um, what's his name? I can't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Hans Gruber. Um, Hans. What's the name of the actor? It's pissing me off that I can't remember his name. I don't know. He died a few years ago. He was uh, Snape in the... Harry Potter movies. Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, uh, I don't remember. That's okay, man. 
<laughs> Alan he's Rickman. Got, he's kind of got a rasp to the voice. He sounds like um, Alan Rickman. That's who it is. Yeah, Alan Rickman. That's definitely the guy from Harry Potter. Um, I don't know if that's the. I don't think that's the voice actor though. No, he he died before then. Um, but it oh. sounds like him. Well, I mean, this is 2015, so. Uh, yeah. Was he dead yet? I don't think so. He may have been. Nah. Either way, <laughs> I don't think it's him. Anyways, it's it's not okay. him, but it kind of sounds like an impression of him. Gotcha. Uh, interesting droid, you know, abused by his Imperial overlords, uh, who somehow has a keen eye for navigation, but they use him for, uh, freaking cataloging your inventory. Um, so, uh, pretty much the chopper makes a turncoat out of him and, uh, yeah, ends up saving the rebellion from, uh, jumping to a, uh, a planet imperial, uh, yeah, an imperial was, infested world. <laughs> which apparently was set as a trap. Yes. And, uh, so they have a traitor in their midst yeah. somewhere. And then they haven't come. Chopper kicks the ever loving shit out of this fat lazy imperial <laughs> officer and it's freaking yes. hilarious he picks with up, the goddamn leg it's picks funny. up the leg and he uses his little rocket booster and spins around like a like a freaking buzzsaw it just rams into the guy and smacks him a thousand times <laughs> yep um so let's speed through the next episode because there isn't really much there uh, the the world that they that the the bot gave them uh, uh, coordinates for uninhabited planet basically yeah, uh, with but, stupid uh, googly eyed spider monsters yeah goddamn multi leg giant spider monsters yep yeah, Zeb hates them yep anything more than two legs is is too much <laughs> uh yeah. Of note, Ezra finds that he can't connect with these creatures. First creature he has come across so far that he actually can't connect with. So there's something to be there told in the future yes. um, seasons when we get there. But it also falls into the, the whole tiptoeing dark side stuff. Yes. But, okay, fuck that episode. Uh... Next two episodes. <laughs> This is what yeah, I really episodes. wanted to talk about in the first episode about this. We what, could we could probably make a whole characters. about just these two episodes. So. We probably could. All right, oh. so this is this is the Jedi's head off to Malachor, which is off limits to Jedi. So why would Yoda send them there? Well, I don't know because they never really explain. Because Yoda, yeah, Yoda does well, what Yoda wants. Partly because what Ezra asked for was knowledge to fight yes. the Sith. So, Yoda being Yoda sends him to get information about the Sith, and where better to do that than a, a Sith temple? Yeah. But, um, old, did you ever play the Knights of the Old Republic games? Yes. Malachor is uh, from 2, where I believe it was the Mandalorians, like, used some crazy world devastation bomb and completely killed everything. Oh, dang. Okay, yeah. I don't remember that exactly. Um, I don't remember too much about that game because the story kind of sucked in that one. <laughs> the first one definitely rings more bells than the second yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I remember there was the Sith homeworld that they went to, which was pretty awesome. 
where there was actually tons of Sith Lords all running around in the first uh, Knights of the Little Republic. Yeah, that that before, is um, before they did the Corbon. Yes, before the Rule of Two was yes. implemented. Which a uh, certain character actually makes mention of the uh, the Sith Code. Yes. Well, this whole temple is about the Sith Code. It, it really the is. The current Sith Code. And the Rule of Two. Yes. But, anyway. Um, <laughs> Ezra, Which Sith character is this, man? Tell me, tell me. Okay. Let, let, let me get up. Ezra, Ahsoka, and Kanan all fly to uh, Malachor. And uh, they end up walking up to the temple which they find an ancient version of Kylo Ren's lightsaber, except it's green. Yes, and, it is a Jedi's lightsaber, though. Yes, and uh, they meet an Inquisitor, and they give chase, but uh, Ezra falls through a hole. And uh, it's, good to know, it's good to know this is a new Inquisitor, so yes, now there's three. The compl- this is a third, in- technically a fourth Inquisitor that we've never seen before. And... Yes. Um, so Ezra falls in the hole and he's trying to figure out his way out. And there's just some guy in a hood sitting there in the dark who refers to himself as the old master. And uh, you, they don't really <laughs> well, specifically because... say who it is, but you can see him. And it's, yeah. and it's you recognize the voice. And it's my favorite character from the Phantom Menace, Darth Maul. Yes. Come to find out that Darth Maul is the um, character that the Inquisitor is actually there for in the first yes. place. Yes, they refer to him as the Shadow. Yes, the Shadow of the Past. Yes, long forgotten. So yes, it's, oh yes, and uh, he kind of acts like an evil Yoda because he actually s- says some of the things Yoda first says to Luke. Like he pretends to be old and feeble. He asks him why he's here. And he actually quotes Yoda a couple times in the the episode. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's it's a good play for him, though. I mean, to be honest, really is. He tried. He tried doing uh, the whole apprentice thing previously, and it didn't work out very well. Which I'm Um, assuming is something else in the Clone Wars that I never saw. Yes. Yes. He refers to his brothers. Uh, in, in one family. of them is in Galaxy of Heroes. It's Savage Okras, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, yeah. Uh, if you want to know more about Darth Maul and his people, uh, their Clone Wars has a nice uh, nice few episodes that focus on them. And I will uh, have to get into that. Yes. <laughs> but, um, so he does, he does a pretty impressive job, I'd say, of manipulating uh, Ezra. He really with, does with his with his back talk and and whatnot and uh, you know so they're they're on the hunt for the the Sith holocron uh, the Sith item of knowledge and um, which does more than just give knowledge right because <laughs> uh, knowledge is power yes <laughs> it is also a key that opens many things yes yes it is. But uh, he 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 manipulates Ezra into diving into the dark side using using his anger to lift to help him with his powers, the lacking of the strength that he has to um, Sith master and apprentice their way through 
these um, lock door system. Yeah, there's uh, going on there. big heavy slab doors that one yeah. has to lift. That one lifts at a time while the other lifts up one, and they slowly make their way through. Yep. As one gets lifted, one goes through, lifts up the next one. The person drops it, moves in, you know, moves to the next, lifts that one, so on. They daisy chain that thing together. Um, Then Ezra gets thrown across a chasm to get to the holocron. Yes, yes. And by doing so, it looks like uh, uh, the tower, the temple, and it starts going to a ceiling. It looks like Ezra's going to be crushed. (laughs) So Ezra has to jump (laughs) into Darth Maul's warm arms. And for a second, it looks like. uh, Darth Maul is going to let Ezra fall, but he doesn't, yes. and uh, yes. lifts him up by the holocron, I might add. Yeah, he is only holding on to the holocron. Yeah, why Ezra is also holding on to the holocron. Yes, and there's, um, yeah, you see the glimpse of, of hatred in his eyes, but then, you know, as, as the episode moves on, you understand what's going on here. You really do. Um, and why he suppressed that hatred. Um. Uh, essentially, it turns into, you know, Maul. Maul wants a new student, and also he wants to. The Sith Temple is also a giant battle station of some sort that he wants to activate with the holocron and destroy all of his enemies. <laughs> destroy all his enemies, all of them at the yes. same time, maybe. Well, I don't know how that weapon works. Maybe, maybe that's maybe it's maybe it's like Starkiller Base. They never actually say. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, Darth Darth Maul says it's his apprentice, and he has been training him a little bit here a in the ways bit. of the dark side. So, and uh, Darth Maul absolutely kicks the shit out of uh, the Inquisitors. Oh my God! Yeah, he one of one of my favorite images out of this entire thing because they froze on it for like a good solid few seconds. Um, was when when you do the lineup of Kanan. Maul and Ahsoka lined up clashing crossing sword sabers with uh uh three inquisitors was pretty fucking stellar. Uh, yeah, it was. Give me goosebumps. Then uh <laughs> Maul holds uh my my baby girl inquisitor by the mm-hmm. neck over the chasm and he's like, "Hey, Ezra, kill this bitch." Kill this bitch. And then uh Ezra doesn't want to do it, so Maul gets pissed and you don't see it, but he throws his lightsaber right in her face. Yeah, you see him throw the lightsaber, but uh, you don't see. And then it, it zooms in on her face, and then it goes to black. Yeah, you, you see her feet as she falls to the ground. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then he mentions something about, uh, "Don't ever hesitate like that again." Yeah, you could end up dead from it, or one of your friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's also important to note that he's not Darth Maul anymore. He's just he's Maul. Just Maul. <laughs> Formerly Darth, now just Maul. Yes, yes, he's not a Sith anymore. He's just Maul. And then as uh, angry. so he he is like Ahsoka. Yeah, and the as uh, they are fighting uh, one of the other um, uh, Inquisitors, he pretty much does to him what Obi Wan did to Maul, and he pretty much cuts him in half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then uh, the other one though was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. 
as Kanan is fighting him, he strikes the saber. Yeah. As he when he goes to run away. In, in <laughs> this episode, the Inquisitors do this really uh, cool but completely uh, unbelievable thing of using their lightsabers. In, impractical and unbelievable. <laughs> using their lightsaber blades as helicopter blades, and they fly around. It must it must work under the ideas of it, they create uh, heat in the air. Which lifts them up like a hot air balloon, but there's no hot air balloon to capture the heat to lift them. I don't, I don't know, know, man. But it works apparently. <sighs> it's and, uh, cool looking for sure. The the third Inquisitor, uh, his lightsaber gets damaged and he doesn't realize it, and he tries to uh, nope the fuck out of there, and uh, <laughs> lightsaber deactivates and he falls to his death. <laughs> it's so funny though. <laughs> yeah, it's like bye bye. Yeah. And it is at this moment with uh, he makes his intentions clear to uh, everyone except Ezra because he sent Ezra off to go start the machine. Yes. Uh, Ezra is now his apprentice. And uh, he strikes Kanan. He blinds Kanan. Yeah. It's funny how he only blinds him, though. Yeah. But I think that's because Kanan put up his guard. You saw his, his saber come up, but... Too late. Too late. And then Ahsoka jumps in there. Again, too late. But she's able to fight off Maul for a little bit to the point of where uh, Kanan regains his uh, composure, we'll say. And uh, he is able to cheap shot him right off the edge of the building. <laughs> yep. Ah, and it's at this moment, Darth Vader is there. He's like, I don't understand how you got through this whole Sith temple. Yeah, but, and he makes uh, his badass appearance as he's flying down, standing on top of his TIE fighter. <laughs> that is actually pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't forget about it, but I mean, we literally mention. just watched these episodes. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think of everything to mention. You know, yeah. I mean, it's pretty iconic that symbol of yeah. him standing on top of his Tie Fighter as he flies in like a badass. <laughs> Onward, noble steed to glory. Yes. Um, and and basically, he, he you know, uh, some of that might acknowledge the fact that that again, Ezra has. Some dark side in him, and uh, you know, as, as far as uh, he, he's semi acknowledged from Darth Vader that he got into the base and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's more there. Uh, you get to see an impressive fight between uh, Ahsoka and because Ezra st- stands up to Darth Vader, but there's no no match whatsoever yep. for him. But uh, uh, so there, there is this really awesome moment as uh, Kanan and Ezra are trying to escape. Uh, Darth Vader has is force pulling Ezra, and Kanan's holding on to him, and it zooms in on Vader. But in the background, you see uh, Ahsoka running up to him, and she does this awesome jump and mm-hmm. and slices him across the face, and it. And it cuts away part of his mask, and you can see his real eye and part of his face. Yes, it was yes. pretty awesome. 
that was pretty cool. Ahsoka's pretty badass. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, he wanted he wants the holocron. That's that's what he's after, Darth Vader. Yes. And Ezra's still holding on to it, so. But yeah, so I mean, she, she continues to fight him to hold him off so that they can escape. Um, and you see, you see the the temple explode as 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 Ezra and Kanan barely barely make it out. Yes. Um. So then, that's that's pretty close to the end of the episode here, and then they do a whole bunch of panning stuff, and this is where all the uh, I'm sure all the hidden nitpick stuff is at. If you actually go back and rewatch this one piece, it's probably all the the highlight stuff for next season. Yep. But um, have you have you finished the series? I haven't finished season four yet. Okay. Mm, but as we go through this, I will complete it in all. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um. So the 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 only person you see leaving the ruins at this point is um Darth Vader. So you're left to you we're all left to assume that Ahsoka has passed. Yes. And uh they, you know, they pan around and show all the other characters and and, and the fleet and and then the final cuts the final scene here is Ezra in his little closet. Very sad. Yes. Opening the Sith holocron. Dun dun dun. Again, dark side user. Yep. But as as uh, one of the tricky things that Maul had said to him was, you don't have to be a Sith to open it. You just have to think like one. Yes. And really what that means is if you think like a Sith... The majority of people instantly go to you are Sith at that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can think of some pretty Sith-like things, but that doesn't make me a Sith. Right. But the more you think of them, like the uh, the, the the trigger of the Sith stuff, right? Like, um, why Kylo Ren isn't full Sith evil, super Sith evil bastard is it's a progression corruption shit. Like, if you have a good soul. It takes longer for you to be corrupted, whereas if you just let it corrupt you fully, you know, that's that's the full, like, Sith Lord, super bad, evil Sith Lord shit that goes on. Yes. Um, so even Palpatine isn't super evil all the time. He's trained in it, right? Um, no, Palpatine is, is, is a Sith Lord. Yes, he is a Sith Lord, but I mean, like, by comparison to some Sith Lords, I think he's still... He's still in control. He's not. Uh, um, he's also ex- extremely plotting and whatnot. He it takes it take it takes a good amount of control. I'm sure he has to to hold that that hold that back. You know, all those years of plotting. Scheme, scheme, plot, plot. Scheme, scheme, scheme. So yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's that concludes our part two of season two of the star wars rebels episode recap yes 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 Yes, i I hope you enjoyed our uh, ramblings Mm -hmm. i think they did but in 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 hindsight right the the most important episodes here are they found a base the rebels found a base the rebel uh, uh, this this final episode here um 
uh, you know, th- there's the continual growth of, of stuff here. Uh, but really, this season was just, it's just enjoyable to watch. But no big dead ringers for things that are like, oh, this sets the path of the series. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the baby stuff was, was, was neat. Um, this is also the uh, final time you see the Inquisitors. Oh, yeah. Shit. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, next season brings in a whole new enemy that I do not like mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. But we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, when we get there. Um, uh, actually, okay, so the probably the most impactful episode is probably that Zeb episode with um, the, Ze- the, the Marooned episode. Yes. Um, foreshadowing for you guys there. Um, out of the entire series here, that's probably the most important episode in here. Yeah, which uh, <laughs> things come of this. Yes, and and of course uh, Rex getting getting Rex into the crew that was important. That that couldn't happen unless that happened in this season. Um, Hondo's episodes usually aren't important. The Lasat episode, while cool, not super important. Nice to know he's not the only one alive. Nice for uh, character building, but not important yeah. to everything else going on. Uh, the cameo for Princess Leia was neat to show the, the transfer of ships and how they do that sneakingly so no one gets in trouble, but not necessary at all. Yeah. <sighs> the Mandalorian one was neat, but... Uh, it does come into play later on, so it is yes. important in the long run, but just not specifically for this season. Right. Uh, it comes. I know it comes into play next season, and I think it comes into play even again in the third season when you get there, or in the fourth season. But um, yes, it does. Uh, differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh, and you know, of course, the final episode. There's the holocron meeting Darth Maul. Those are all very important pieces to next next season. So. Yeah, uh, actually, Maul keeps coming back in the next two seasons, so this is a nice introduction for him as a uh, kind of a secondary uh, villain. Right. Re- reoccurring character. Yeah. Villain slash teacher. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately that's time for us to, to call it a wraps for today. Uh, so, Matt, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners where they can find and follow you at. You can find me on the Xbox at uh, Shiny357 and on Instagram and Twitter, if that's your th- sort of thing, at the GD Batmats. Stands for Goddamn Batmats. <laughs> and a Shiny Spartan. Yes. Sierra357. <laughs> yes. Um... And me, you guys can find me on Xbox. I'm BigThumpin101. You can also find me on Twitter and Twitch and Mixer under that name. Uh, every Wednesday at 8.30 on one of the streaming services, Mixer or Twitch, I do a thing with two of my brothers. We like to call a Brothers Wire Team where we shoot things in the face. In the face. In the face. Um, and then, as always, you guys can find follow this show on our Facebook page. You can also... Tweet at us at Big Vision Gaming. Uh, these are great places where you guys can tell us how you like the show. You can give us some feedback. You can guys discuss the show with us, the topics. You know, yes. Uh, you can also give us 
uh, new topics to discuss on the show if you'd like us to talk about something specifically. Uh, as always, don't forget to hit that like button, and thanks for listening. And come back next week for another exciting episode where we will be talking about Star Wars. Again. Rebels Season 3. Yes, and may the Force be with you. <laughs>